Okay, so Errol Flynn, that classic swashbuckling hero, was obsessed with Cuba. During the decades Batista was in power, Errol loved Cuba for its women and its booze. Then in 1958, Errol loved it for a new reason, Fidel Castro. Ever since boyhood, I have been drawn, perhaps romantically, to the idea of causes, crusades, said Flynn. The man who played Robin Hood believed in his own silver screen image, so much so that he befriended Fidel, gave the future dictator lessons in public speaking, and shot two movies in Cuba, the exploitation flick Cuban Rebel Girls and the documentary Cuban Story, the truth about the Fidel Castro revolution. Errol believed Fidel when he swore he wasn't a communist. But Fidel's truth was, of course, a lie, not that Flynn lived long enough to see it. He died months after attending Fidel's inauguration, and the next year, President John F. Kennedy banned U.S. filmmakers from shooting movies in Cuba. Which means Cuban Story and Cuban Rebel Girls were the last American movies filmed in Cuba. Until now. Hello, I am Amy Nicholson, Chief Film Critic for MTV News, and this is Skillset, the podcast where every guest is an expert, and every week they teach you and me a new way to look at the movies. I am still in can getting super fat on cheese, but we have a full episode for you anyways. This week, actor Ty Sheridan, the star of Last Days in the Desert and X-Men Apocalypse, tells us about his love of hunting. And therapist Caroline Frost diagnoses romantic heartbreak in The Huntsman Winter's War. That's all in this week's episode of Skillset. Actor Ty Sheridan is only 19 years old, and he's about to become a really big deal. He made his movie debut five years ago in Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life with Brad Pitt and Jessica Chastain, and he has not slowed down much since. You might have seen Ty already in Jeff Nichols' Mud or David Gordon Green's Joe. This month, you'll have a chance to see him twice. First, alongside Ewan McGregor in the Jesus biopic Last Days in the Desert. And then, as the new Cyclops in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, and next year, he's going to be the lead in Steven Spielberg's surefire blockbuster Ready Player One. Not bad for a boy from a tiny Texas town of just 1,200 people. Especially when you realize that while other actor kids were spending their childhoods in LA prepping to be movie stars, Ty Sheridan was out in the woods, hunting. I think nature and being outdoors is so good for the soul and for your heart and for yourself. And it's a nice way to find yourself. And if you're ever having, I mean, it's, I used to tell, I mean, me and my dad would talk, the reason we loved it is because you get out there and you'd be sitting 30 feet up in a tree and 20 minutes before the sun rises and you can't hear anything and it's pitch black and you can't see anything. And then 20 minutes later, you know, the sky starts to light up and you start to see silhouettes of birds flying across the sky over the tree line. And the world just starts to come to life and you get to experience it and you're part of that. And, you know, when I'm out there, I just don't, there's nothing else I, th I, th I think about. I don't worry about my problems. I heard someone say once that for them, the best part of hunting is that first part of the day, like you mentioned, because that's the part of the day when you're full of optimism, like anything good could happen that day. It could be the best day of hunting ever. Yeah. So it's like before you even take a shot and you're like thinking about the day ahead. Yeah, true. Yeah. And, and part of it, like, even if I don't see anything or 
kill anything. Like that's not that's not what it's about for me. I want to. I mean, I yeah, I'm out there to harvest meat, and we would you know just let me make it clear that everything I hunted for, um, I always we always always ate. Um, so we would hunt at the beginning of the season, like October, November, and we would kill like three deer, three or four. I kill is a bad word. I, Kills, like, it I sounds so aggressive that. when you put it that way. I know, but that's... Harvest yeah. also was a strange verb you used a second ago. Yeah, harvest. I don't know yeah. what... I don't really know. Like, either way, you're... You're, you're terminating. <laughs> that's some much more cheerful. Thank you. Animal. And it sounds really, really meditative. Like, what you were just saying a second ago about how when you're hunting, that's when your head kind of clears. This might sound like a crazy question, but... Is that how it feels the moment when, you know, you've done the prep for like a role and then you just start acting and the cameras are on? Do you go into that same kind of calm, here's what I'm doing, I'm focused brain space? I think so, there's a piece to it. But it's, you know, there's several things I just, I mean, being being by myself is one thing that I constantly, I, I have to remind myself to do because a lot of times I'm, I feel overexposed by my surroundings and by people I encounter, and especially like a day like today. And I'm talking to so many people and they're all asking the same questions and I'm so tired of hearing myself talk and hearing my voice and I'm thinking, I'm the most boring person on planet Earth right now. But <laughs> I, yeah, I just, took a, I just took a road trip from Texas to LA and it's the first time I can't tell you how many times I've flown back and forth from Texas to LA back and forth back and forth back and forth and this is the first time I've ever taken taken the, the trip out in my in my truck and it was so nice being by myself for two days on the road and after the two days I was ready to get out of the car but it was such a relaxing period and it just gave me a moment to self-reflect and I think that's you know that that always takes me back to my childhood and and the way I grew up I I would say I'm a very faithful person but not my not by any means of organized religion I think being alone is very underrated I think so as well but I'm not alone that often anymore (laughs) I mean I'm alone at night sometimes when I go to sleep and um yeah, but my, I mean, during during the day, I'm just surrounded by you know, big city. You're surrounded by people, and you know, you're about to have some really big movies come out. You know, X Men, and then you're doing Ready Player One. Are you thinking now about how to preserve that quiet space for yourself so that it doesn't get too crazy? Yes, I mean, right now I'm in a place in my career where I think it's correct to say that not a lot of people know me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever. I'm not sure if it'll ever. That ever changes, yeah. I don't know what to expect. I've got a movie. I got some movies coming out in May that are, you know, on a, or one that's a, on a very large scale, and I've never been a part of a film of that magnitude. So we'll see. But I, it, at at the end of the day, it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change who you are inside. It just changes the way people perceive you from the outside. And but that's got that was something that's that 
going into this industry that you've got to you've got to understand that that is something that you may have to be willing to sacrifice one day. That was Ty Sheridan, star of the new movies Last Days in the Desert and X-Men Apocalypse, and my top pick for person to befriend in case of the actual apocalypse. We'll be back. Before therapists existed, people explained their emotions in fables, exaggerated stories about lust and jealousy and sibling rivalry and greed, where characters do big, terrible things to each other for reasons normal mortals can kind of understand. The Huntsman Winter's War is just this kind of fable. In the movie, Emily Blunt plays a literal ice queen named Freya who is so destroyed by a breakup that she bans love entirely for everyone. I was so fascinated by the idea that I reached out to someone who knows every dark corner of the human heart and could walk me through the real-life psychology of this new fairy tale. Caroline Frost is a therapist who specializes in love and all of the problems that come along with it. She has spent years working with singles and couples and everything in between, and the first thing she told me is that you really can die of a broken heart. As human beings, love and loving relationships are life-giving. And if those relationships are threatened, um, we can experience uh, such a, uh, an incredible degree of loss that our systems shut down and we have the experience of feeling like we're gonna die. Something so severe happens that your systems shut down. They're basically preparing you for death. And it's miraculous that we can you know, live through that and you know, with help and support and therapy sometimes, um, transcend it, but the, the response can be quite severe. Emily Bond's character says that love makes you weak. Mm. Have you heard people say before this idea that love can make you weak? Oh, yeah. It can be risky and it can feel vulnerable because to love is to open yourself up. And if you're opening yourself up, then yeah, there is a chance that you could get hurt. It's fascinating because it makes me wonder if the function of fairy tales has always been to try to help us understand gigantic human emotions, yes. like jealousy, greed. Yes. The fairy tales, the grim fairy tales, um, are actually quite gruesome and dark. And um, some parents, you know, aren't cool with that. But I think it's it's really important to talk to children about, you know... Th- to tell them these stories um, because big stuff does happen. And if you can't name it, if you can't show, um, you know, how to process it, how to get through it, then those big things are just these sort of nameless, scary monsters, you know, these these forces that they don't know how to make sense of. I, I want to talk about the couple um, played by Chris Hemsworth and Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. This is a couple who was in love broke up, has severe trust issues, yeah. and then they spend the film trying to figure out if they can trust each other again. And they're yeah. doing it surrounded by like magic mirrors and sprites and crazy things. But was there something in the way they rebuilt trust that felt real to you despite yeah. the surrounding? Um, so there's an exchange between Jessica Chastain and Chris Hemsworth where she's saying, you're sort of sticking to her gun, saying, no, you betrayed me. I know what I saw. And Chris was able to say, no, she was tricking us. Those were, what we saw was not real. He was holding for the couple the possibility that their projections was wrong. He was saying, whatever you saw, let's, let's 
just create the possibility that it was wrong and that actually, you know, we still love each other and I didn't leave you. So when I'm working with couples, part of my role is to hold this relationship um, in like a cocoon of safety that, okay, maybe each of you feels and believes very deeply that the other person wronged you, but let's, let's just imagine that it's possible that maybe you're wrong, that maybe, maybe we all are doing the best that we can. Um, and when one person uh, in the relationship can hold that, can, can sort of suspend his investment in his own experience and his own beliefs, um, then that's when I see the most hope for a couple. When a couple is deeply entrenched in their own experience and not open to seeing um, the possibility that, that their projection was wrong, um, it can get really sticky and, you know, and yeah, it just takes a little longer. So um, if you're in a couple and, uh, you know, you can't see eye to eye, um, remember Chris Hemsworth example. <laughs> um, I thought that he, you know, he very um, deftly like shed his ego and humbled himself to his wife. And um, it's because of that that they were able to move toward each other. That was therapist Caroline Frost inviting the new movie The Huntsman Winter's War into her office and offering it a comfortable spot on her couch. I am so glad Caroline could join us for this week's episode of Skillset. And I am so, so glad you could join us too. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Amy Nicholson, and if there's a film question you want answered, tweet me. I'm at the Amy Nicholson. And tune in again next week for a new batch of experts, including actor Ethan Hawke. I had gone so far that the idea of not finishing felt a catastrophic personal failure. And hopefully a new, new way to look at the movies. Skillset is a production of the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at MTV News and MTV Podcasts. You can subscribe to this and other MTV podcasts on iTunes.